Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 69 on the bottom of page 421. Save me, O God, for the waters are come in, even unto my soul. I stick fast in the deep mire, where no ground is. I am come into deep waters, so that the floods run over me. I am weary of crying, my throat is dry. My sight faileth me for waiting so long upon my God. They that hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. They that are mine enemies and would destroy me guiltless are mighty. I paid them the things that I never took. God, thou knowest my simpleness, and my faults are not hid from thee. Let not them that trust in thee, O Lord God of hosts, be ashamed for my cause. Let not those that seek thee be confounded through me, O Lord God of Israel. And why, for thy sake have I suffered reproof, shame hath covered my face. I am become a stranger unto my brethren, even an alien unto my mother's children. For the zeal of thine house hath even eaten me, and the rebukes of them that rebuke thee are fallen upon me. I wept, and chastened myself with fasting, and that was turned to my reproof. I put on sackcloth also, and they jested upon me. They that sit in the gate speak against me, and the drunkards make songs upon me. But, Lord, I make my prayer unto thee in an acceptable time. Hear me, O God, in the multitude of thy mercy, even in the truth of thy salvation. Take me out of the mire that I sink not. O let me be delivered from them that hate me, and out of the deep water. Let not the water flood drown me, neither let the deep swallow me up, and let not the pit shut her mouth upon me. 
Hear me, O Lord, for thy loving kindness is comfortable. Turn thee unto me according to the multitude of thy mercies. And hide not thy face from thy servant, for I am in trouble. O haste thee, and hear me. Draw nigh unto my soul, and save it. O deliver me because of mine enemies. Thou hast known my reproach, my shame, and my dishonor. My adversaries are all in thy sight. Reproach hath broken my heart. I am full of heaviness. I looked for some to have pity on me, but there was no man. Neither found I any to comfort me. They gave me gall to eat, and when I was thirsty, they gave me vinegar to drink. Let their table be made a snare to take themselves withal, and let the things that should have been for their wealth be unto them an occasion for, of falling. Let their eyes be blinded that they see not, and ever bow the, down their backs. Pour out thine indignation upon them, and let thy wrathful displeasure take hold of them. Let their habitation be void, and no man to dwell in their tents. For they persecute him who thou hast smitten, and they talk how they may vex them whom thou hast wounded. Let them fall from one wickedness to another, and not come unto thy righteousness. Let them be wiped out of the book of the living, and not be written among the righteous. As for me, when I am poor and in heaviness, thy help, O God, shall lift me up. I will praise the name of God with a song, and magnify it with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord, better than a bullock that hath horns and hoofs. The humble shall consider this and be glad. Seek ye after God, and your soul shall live. For the Lord heareth the poor, and despiseth not his prisoners. Let heaven and earth praise him, the sea and all that moveth therein. For God will save Zion, and build the cities of Judah, that men may dwell there, and have it in possession. The posterity also of his servants shall inherit it and they that love his name shall dwell therein. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 23rd verse of the 24th chapter of the book of Proverbs. These things also belong to the wise. It is not good to show partiality in judgment. He who says to the wicked, You are righteous, him the people will curse, nations will abhor him. But those who rebuke the wicked will have delight, and a good blessing will come upon them. He who gives a right answer kisses the lips. Prepare your work outside, make it fit for yourself in the field, and afterward build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, for would you deceive with your lips? Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. I went by the field of the lazy man, and by the vineyard of the man devoid of understanding, and there it was, all overgrown with thorns. Its surface was covered with nettles, its stone wall was broken down. When I saw it, I considered it well. I looked on it and received instruction. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, so shall your poverty come like a prowler, and your need like an armed man. Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus S. on page 11. 
Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou, the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the third chapter of St. Paul's Epistle to the Colossians. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once watched, walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouths of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. 
and thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who knows us to be set in the midst of so many and great dangers, that by reason of the frailty of our nature we cannot always stand upright. Grant to us such strength and protection as may support us in all dangers, and carry us through all temptations, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. Our lesson from Proverbs today uh, has a number of, you know, typical proverbial statements about the blessing on the righteous and such like. It ends with this idea, with this, with this sort of portrayal of the slothful man in his field, which we could take to be merely a, um, you know, a, a, an exhortation to diligent farming, but can also be understood as a kind of metaphor for the spiritual life. Uh, the field of the lazy man is overgrown with um, thorns. He does, he's not been out there weeding the garden, not been out there being diligent to harvest the crop. 
And of course, horticulture is a central metaphor for the spiritual life uh, in the New Testament. Jesus taught the parable of the sower and the seed, and, and that parable had, you know, part of part of the parable there is it, it gets the seed gets choked out by thorns and things like that. And so we can understand we can use this this teaching in Proverbs as a kind of exhortation to diligence in the Christian life that that just as the the slothful farmer allows his field to be overgrown, doesn't pull the weeds, doesn't do the work, and so his crop bears no fruit. So in the spiritual life, if we don't, if we aren't diligent to, you know, to engage in the disciplines of self-examination, we confess sins and remove from our lives the weeds that are barriers to growth and those false motives, we we hinder the growth of the life within us and it bears no fruit. We our, our life becomes overgrown with weeds and thorns. And this kind of, as we go into the New Testament lesson, um, the uh, Colossians lesson is actually our Easter day epistle, um, where we say, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. And what he's clearly referring to as St. Paul does so often in his epistles is baptism. If you were raised with Christ, well, how were you raised with Christ? Well, Christ was risen on Easter day um, through baptism uh, and, and faith in Christ. We died with him to sin and we were raised with him to new life. And that pattern of dying and rising that um, the pit of, that baptism brings us into then becomes the central ongoing thematic experience of the Christian life. We're always dying to sin and rising to new life. The metaphor that's picked up here in Colossians is the clothing metaphor, put off and put on. He uses that also in Ephesians. And this is clearly also a reference to baptism and to the practice in the ancient church of the, the candidate would take off clothes enter the water of baptism uh, in which sin was washed away, emerge from the other side and put on the new garment. And so he's using this as an image then of, of, of the way the spiritual life works. Every day we put off the old man and um, the things pertaining to it. And he has particular things, anger. Um, uh, the, word, the word that is called wrath is something more like passion. This is the desire that gets fixated on something and leads us into sin. And that desire, of course, is not intrinsically bad. It needs to be purified and directed towards the love of God. Um, and, uh, you know, this, the, the sort of um, things we're sort of putting off, you know, speech, bad speech, lying. And then we're, we're putting that off, we're putting on compassion and kindness and humility and meekness and long suffering and the word of God and uh, above all love. And I think using the Proverbs lesson is kind of a mixed metaphor. One is horticulture, this is clothing, but, but the kind of common ground of both is that both require work. And it's that um, paradox of the Christian life that sometimes, you know, that, that, that to live the life of grace requires work. And as we, as we, you know, highlight to be a Christian does not mean to be saved by, to, to say that nothing you can do can save you, that Christ has done all the work on the cross is not to say that the Christian life doesn't involve work. 
what Christ has done in baptism as we die to him and rise with him, he's removed us from the old futility of labor in the world apart from Christ, where all the efforts we can expend can't bear any eternal fruit. He's now brought us into, through death and resurrection and the gift of the Spirit, into life in the kingdom where what we do can bear fruit. We can't earn a salvation. We already have that. We couldn't even live in Christ if we weren't in Christ, in the kingdom. But now we can labor in the kingdom and plant seeds and you know, water and weed, and they can grow and bear fruit. So we can have fruitful labor in the kingdom. It's not futile labor. And so we have to, do, we have to um, labor to seek. Uh, those things that are above, and to put off the old. And this is the, that diligence of self-examination, confession, putting off wrath and anger. And we should say about wrath, you know, putting off wrath and, and or anger and passion would be more accurate translations. Um, we can't think about this simplicity, I'm just not going to be angry. In the spiritual life, we also have to say, I'm putting off um, my, my anger. Why am I angry? Where's that anger come from? And as we grow in the spiritual life, we realize that there's some maybe some deep rootedness in that anger in past circumstances of our life that we haven't dealt with, maybe some wounds, some, some pain, some festering anger. So this is work. It's not just, we, we can't make this spiritual life simplistic. I'm just not going to be mad. Well, you are mad. And why, but examining where that comes from, getting to the roots of it, experience a kind of healing, which often involves a kind of grieving of past losses and mourning through that, that, those, those things, and then forgiving so we can then live in the moment and be set free from those things. So there's work involved in that. And maybe the last uh, note uh, for today on that is kind of tie back into Psalm 69, which is, it's Friday, which is why we have this, this sort of passion psalm, they're often appointed for Friday, Psalm 22, Psalm 69. It starts with the waters are coming even to my soul. And this whole, a lot of, there's a few verses here that specifically are used to refer to Good Friday, to his, to Christ's crucifixion. But we in Christ, sometimes we are overwhelmed by the enemies around us, the spiritual enemies. Uh, the waters are coming even to my soul. It's a wonderful image. Um, and the immature is the one who cries out to God. And in our prayer, often we're besieged by, by the, the, the temptations and the obstacles around us. But we hold on to God in our prayer. <clears throat> and, and he says at the end of the psalm, As for me, I, when I'm poor and in heaviness, thy help, O God, shall lift me up. That's the life in Christ of the death and the resurrection. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by things. We hold on to Christ. We persevere in seeking him, and the grace of God gives us the power to rise above those things, which without Christ, without the Spirit, without the grace of baptism and faith, we would be overwhelmed by in the world. So taken together, it's, it's a, a reminder that we, we're living in Christ. The central image is dying and rising, putting off and putting on, fruitful labor, and it's an exhortation just continued continued diligence in, in the spiritual life in these things. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. We'll continue with a prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men. 
that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Friday and great start to your weekend. Thank you, Father John. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a good day, everybody. Bye, kiddos. Thank you, everyone.